Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. USC got a big one coming up against Tulane. Jessica, I asked him not to do this, just so you know before it starts. Mask up on this Tuesday morning. Uh, I, I should, I should, I should treat our guests better, huh? Yeah, especially our regular guests. I apologize, Jessica. It's just a, a little tender still. Um, I'm still not over it. She is Jessica Benson. Catch her on Rise and Grind. Catch her on the Grizz Radio Network. Kind enough to join us every single Tuesday here on the show. If you could paint your nails with letters and words, <laughs> what would what would you put on your nails right now? Just to sort of express your feelings, what would you write? Um, I'd write, go Grizz. There you go. That's a good one. You should do that, by the way. You should. That's actually something you should do for content. You know, like I think your audience would love that. I do the the USC Grizzlies crossover content. You think it would really hit hard? Yeah, like uh, you know, just do like the uh, you know, you got to get your nails. I don't know if your nails are done now, but you got to get them clear again, and then just with the you know black lettering, go Grizz. That would be perfect. I actually have I have a nail appointment next week, so hey. you never know. Hey. I, it didn't work out well for Caleb, though, so maybe I shouldn't do it. Maybe like there's some, hey. some bad feelings with the painting and the nails at this point. We're going to get to the Grizz real quick. Has he been doing that all year? Is that like a thing yes. he does? Okay. Yes. So, I, I mean, obviously, like, Utah plays with it and has the back-to-back nails. <laughs> they talk about it. and If you're going to paint F a team on your nails, you have to beat yeah. the That's team. That's right. That's so, right. Unfortunately, in a in a championship game with college football playoff implications on the line, like you got to take the heat. If you do that, you know what's coming for you if you lose. Oh the you man, do. that is fantastic. That is so good. <laughs> that is so good. Are you going to go to the Cotton Bowl? or Are you going to abstain from no, that? No, I am not going to go to the Cotton Bowl. My my Cotton Bowl memories are reserved for the Memphis Tigers. Thank you. Love it. Um, I will hope that Caleb Williams plays in the Cotton Bowl as his status is still up in the air because, God, it's going to really stink if you lose to Tulane because that defense can't stop anyone. If they can't stop Utah, I don't trust them to stop Tulane and Willie Fritz in the Cotton Bowl. That's right. Um, Wow, what a win last night inside yeah. FedEx Forum. You know, I was waxing about it, but 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 it, it to me, just sitting there and watching it, it was, uh, you know, in, in, in this league, it is as impressive as it gets. What did you think, and, and just to sort of be in the environment last night and see it happen, what did you make of what the Grizzlies did last night? Yeah, it's so funny because it feels like we really should know better by now than to doubt this Grizzlies team when a massive injury report comes out and you're staring at it like, oof, this is rough, and you're listening to Eric Spolstra go off before the game about how they're not overlooking anyone. They're a game below 500. They were really taking that road trip 
seriously after they got the big overtime win against the Celtics and getting Jimmy Butler back and healthy. Like, there was no night off for the Heat last night at FedEx Forum. That was them giving their best effort to get out of there with a win. And the Grizzlies come out down seven bodies and find a way to do it. We saw this last season. It's what built the we deep mentality. It's what's building the Grizzlies culture of whoever that next man up is or next men up in the case of the win like last night, where just everyone accepts the role that's necessary to be played. Tyus Jones, I think it was the biggest reminder of the season why it was so important to get him to come back to the Grizzlies, to get that deal done over the summer. And then even to see Kennedy Chandler play the most minutes that he's played in his very young Grizzlies career. There's just a lot of excitement top to bottom of this roster. And you look at a win last night and it can't help but spark this idea of like, all right, what's next? What can't this team do this year? Because we haven't seen them fully healthy. And right now they're third in the West and it's a Western conference that doesn't seem particularly locked down by anyone. How about Santi? And I, I just can't help, and, and maybe, you know, maybe it's, it's just me getting giddy, but I watch him, and the more comfortable he gets, and I think, man, it's going to be hard at some point to keep him off the floor when you're talking about him going back to a second unit once everybody comes back and, and things settle down. Just in terms of I, I've, I've had to change the way I look at him in terms of now, now thinking how high is his ceiling. Just what have you thought about how comfortable Santi's looked? And, again, at a time you needed him to be big, he comes through for you last night with 18 and 10. This is the Santi Aldama that the front office believed in, that the front office preached about, that gave a level of comfort for this team when everyone was freaking out about Jerry Jackson Jr. missing the beginning of the season and who was possibly going to fill in for his very large shoes. And there was a comfort from within of Santi Aldama's got this. And you've seen him even grow in, in these first 20 games or so. And to see him have a second double-double of the season, it's now to the point where when he's attacking the basket, there's trust in that. When he's yep. shooting the three and on, there's trust in all of that. And defensively continuing to show those improvements, that's what he talked about coming out of this summer where he really wanted to put more pride in his defensive abilities. And it just gives you that depth coming off the bench when he does revert to playing what you would expect to be a, a premier bench role for this team. And I think that's, again, a testament to last year. Like, he was the one playing spot minutes. He was the one when the Grizzlies had that crazy win over the Suns with a very bare-boned roster where he goes out and has the reverse dunk, and you're like, oh, maybe there's something there. So I think it's just uh, it's such a testament to the continued growth and how this team builds players up to succeed once they're asked to do more. I mean, this is this has got to be the year for, for Taylor Jenkins, right? I mean, it feels like as, as good as any in terms of, uh, I mean, I, I, maybe Willie Green in, in New Orleans, but if you're talking about leaders in the clubhouse, you know, 23, 24 games through the season, I guess yeah. that's, you know, a third of the way-ish. I mean, doesn't Taylor Jenkins have to be really close to the top for you? Yeah, absolutely. And he was close to the top for me last year. And so if you just look at this as a continuation of what he's been able to do in managing and coaching this Grizzlies team to the point where – they're able to have a night like last night. They're able to have a win over a Heat team where it's always been about Heat culture and playing hard each and every night and whoever's out there on the court. And now that's the Grizzlies, and Taylor Jenkins is at the forefront of that. And it's going to be hard-pressed to find another coach throughout this season. At least, you know, we're still before Christmas, but if he continues to carry on forward, uh, he's my coach of the year. I know he's he's all of Memphis' coach of the year. That's well, yeah, sure. I mean, because, you know, that is, that is one thing that I, I, I should have mentioned in the Open uh, that I did not. But it, but but Taylor Jenkins, does, like, it is Ja, you know, because I, I, I do think it, it probably does start with, with, with 12 just because of, like, his stardom and, and, and his magnetism and everything like that. But, you know, 
Like that, that, that does not happen unless you also have a coach who is fostering the same thing and that guys are, are, are pouring back into as well. Like Taylor Jenkins is probably an unsung part of this, you know, because you're, you're just so consumed with Ja. But that can't happen last night. We can't give Eric Spolster credit for, for setting right. that culture down and not give Taylor Jenkins the same when, when, when a win like that happens. Absolutely. And I think we've done a, a good job thus far. Now it's about singing those praises loud enough where it carries over throughout the rest of the association. And listen, I mean, if you continue to do what Taylor Jenkins and the Grizzlies team is doing, it's going to be incredibly hard to ignore, especially as this team presumably makes a pretty deep run in this year's playoffs. I mean, Monty was second before he was first last year, right? Taylor finished second. Right, yeah, with Taylor. And a lot of times that goes with narrative and, and to your point, what you – you know what? What you did the season before? Have you had? Have you at all reframed? Had to reframe your, I guess, expectations on them this year in terms of what they could be in finishing number one in, in the West, or, or was it always that, Jess? I, I, I'm trying to go back and remember what you said preseason in terms of what the top could be and the ceiling could be. I mean, John and I are looking at this thing and getting, you know, getting getting giddy. Absolutely, um, appropriately giddy. Yeah. No, I, I'm with you. Like, I've definitely. Reframe, and that's the thing about preseason rankings and preseason expectations, and even early season of that matter. Like you just never really know. And the whole thought was, "Ooh, the scary, spooky West is going to continue to get healthier." And what are the Clippers going to be with Kawhi and Paul George healthy? And, and granted, Clippers got a great win last night. Kawhi Leonard comes up clutch with a couple buckets. We have yet to see what they can be. What are the Nuggets as they get healthier? What is Jamal Murray at this point in his career linking up with Nikola Jokic, two-time MVP? Um, but at this point in the season, you have to make room for this Grizzlies team. Like, they've played their way into a position where you cannot not look at them as one of the premier teams in the West. And the way I look at it at this point, they got to be close to being a favorite for finishing in the one one or two positions, at least top three, yeah. which frankly is more than I expected at the beginning of the season. And that's shame on me. At some point, we just have to trust this team, this front office, for setting this the team up, this franchise up for sustained success year in year out. Well, in fairness to us, in fairness to us, I think some of that does have to do with the West. Like teams that we expected to be sort of there yeah. in the West are not. Clippers, Warriors, yeah. right? Like we expected them to be right there in the top three, and neither of them, um, they're they're not. I mean, the the Warriors just lost at home last night to the Indiana and dropped them to tenth, and the Clippers. And Handed Pacers team too. No that Halliburton. Yeah, the Warriors have a handful of those just bizarre losses. They do, and and the Clippers. I mean, they they are above five hundred, but they eked out a win um, against the Hornets yesterday, and they had everybody. So I think I think as much to do with. It, I think most of that sort of sentiment of you know, hey, top four and we'll, we'll be good. That was just hedging against the West improving, which I think was fair before the season. It, it didn't happen. But I, that's that's it wasn't really so much doubting the Grizzlies as much as it was hey you know as yeah. Dion would say I'm coming. Mm. <laughs> well now it's known and now we're at the point where I think the Grizzlies have established them to a place of for seasons to come they will be amongst the big names no matter what of who is favored in the Western Conference at least if they keep playing the way they are right now. The the la- the, the, the last thing for me on, on last night and I just wonder if you agree Jess is. Is I love DeAnthony. I loved his time here. Heck, he signed an autograph for my kid. 
But but a lot of early on this season, we've said, well, what if he's still here? What if he's still with his bench? How much better is it? All of that stuff. I just think a win like last night, you know, you're 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 almost doing yourself a disservice if you're still asking that question at least in front of, okay, well, what can this bench be when things settle down? You know, what can this? What will these guys do in the playoffs? Once you've got that rotation settled down, I'm just—I think the DeAnthony question—I think you got it. You got to You got to let it go at this point after a win like last night with the guys you did it with. Yes, breathe in, breathe out, That's and it. let it go. I love DeAnthony. Seeing DeAnthony Melton smile when the Sixers were here—like he's got one of the best megawatt smiles in this league. Fight on forever, USC. We love to see it. But you have to move on into the space. The front office trusted their plan, and yes, are the rookies playing more minutes than expected? Sure, but that's a great thing. They're getting real NBA time right now out on the court with this Grizzlies team. And on a night like last night, to see Kennedy Chandler diving for those loose balls, I mean, that's the kind of defensive intensity, a little boost off the bench that you're looking for. You're not going to need that from Kennedy Chandler, hopefully, ultimately moving forward every single night. Um, but you have the pieces in place. You have to trust in this current iteration of what the Grizzlies are doing because similar to last year's team, they're winning games. As long as they're winning, buy into what this roster looks like because a win like last night makes it really, I would think it would make it easier to say, all right, yeah. we've got this. You still have a deep enough bench where no matter what given night, no matter which players are asked to be called up and play more minutes, they've got this covered. Talking to Jessica Benson, she joins us every single Tuesday here on the show Catch on Rise and Grind, Catch on the Grizz Radio Network here on 92.9 FM ESP. And all right, um, look, I mean, this is sort of, you know, your, your area of expertise here as sort of our Pac-12 analyst on the show. Deion Sanders <laughs> to Colorado. Uh, what do we think? I mean, y- you know how hard that job is. Like, can he, can he be successful? What do you think? I think he's already successful in that he has just re-injected life into a very good, dead, dead Colorado football program to watch just the apathetic levels of Colorado football fandom. I have a ton of friends who went to CU Boulder, um, and they just didn't care about football anymore. It was one of the worst teams in college football this season. And so to bring that energy, that life of Deion Sanders, and look, he's proven he won at Jackson State. He wasn't just a showboat. He actually won games and led that team to you know, a really big turnaround. And so if he can do that at CU, the Pac-12 needs any help that it can get right now with USC and UCLA one foot in, one foot out, and them trying to continue to establish any level of relevance in the national college football landscape. I think Deion Sanders is a tremendous hire and just solves immediately the problem of general apathy that was existing around CU football. JB, I always appreciate your time. Thank you so I, much, I am so sorry for your loss. Thank you, guys. It was a fun first quarter, though. You'll, it, it you'll sure always was. have that. When it was 17-3, times were high, and then they were very, very low. Hey, the great news, though, for you, honestly, is, like, you'll just, you know, you'll load up. You'll get all the, you know, all the transfers, and so you'll be Give re- us some defensive transfers, please. Yeah. Anyone who can tackle. Anyone. Yeah, there you have it. Hey, JB, appreciate you, you as Jess. always. Thank you, guys. Have a good one. She is Jessica Benson. He joins us every single Tuesday here on the show. Yeah, don't don't fret too much. I mean, Caleb's coming back, and uh, they're going to reload. I mean, no, why wouldn't they? That's what they do at USC. I mean, they're going to win the portal. So, mm-hmm. you know, it's going to be okay. It's going to be just – it's not like Memphis's 07-08 run where it's like you knew this was like the apex, and it's all going to be downhill from here because it can never be that good again. 
USC will get players and they will. I mean, they got Taj Washington out there. You remember him? Yeah. Catching touchdown passes and stuff. Mm-hmm. I mean, just like a, he's like a dude on that team. He'd be like the, he'd be the far and away number one on this Tiger team. They miss that man. They they miss. So you don't like when folks mess with you about your team's losses though. That, uh, that's my thing. No, I and that, that's a chance in Lincoln Riley's first season out there. Yeah. To basically go to a Final Four. Yeah. And if it was your team, you wouldn't want somebody messing with you if you had fallen at that hurdle. You'd say, man, that's kind of yeah, it's kind of jerkish of you to do that. Completely agree. Right? Especially as considering it's a first season. First season and everything. No, you're right. Everybody was talking about Oregon out there for a long time all year. Mm-hmm. Remember? Mm-hmm. I'm not going to sit up here and wave the cry for Lincoln Riley flag. Well, that's kind of what you're doing. But, but, to, but to tease Jess about a – Yeah, I'm sorry. You know, about that. I, the best team in the pack – Seems karmically wrong. Again, you're going to have something coming on you. I'm trying to school you here. Oregon State, maybe. Remember yesterday I told you guys gave you a hot tip. Give you a hot tip about Oregon you, State football. You, you did. That line tell, went Tell from, us again. That Oregon State's playing Florida. Right. You Florida see. is not happy about I don't know what bowl it is, honestly. It's, you know, one of the, it's, it's in Vegas. So it's, it's one of those Vegas bowls. Florida's not – they don't want to be there. They don't want to be there. They're, they're disappointed in how their season went. Oregon State, on the other hand. What's happening with the QB? He, he entered Richards. the draft. He's gone. So, yeah, this was we were talking about this prior to that. Anthony. But the line, when I gave you guys the hot tip, was six and a half. It's now up to ten and a half. Mm, you know what I'm saying? You had to, you had to act quickly. In fact, here's, an, here's another hot tip. John's on, Brad. I think the Pac-12 is going to win every bowl they play in this year. That's what I'm going to take. Washington, Utah. Uh, except except USC because Caleb Williams excuse me USC will not because Caleb, Caleb Williams will not play. Willie Fritz gonna win that game. Yes, I think so. So everybody except USC. Wow. Um, Oregon State is gonna win their bowl game. Bo Nix, I believe, is playing in the uh, in the in Oregon's bowl, so I think they'll win that one too. I think it's gonna be a big. I think because the Pac-12 looks at these chances, right? They're they, they these non-relevant Pac-12 teams are playing. Some of these are playing big name opponents. Penn State. I think um, I, I can't remember. I've had that Penn State's playing some Pac-12 team. Maybe it's Washington, um, and they look at these opportunities as, "Hey, this is our chance to beat these guys." Those other teams, those those Power Five teams, don't want to be there. They're not in big time bowls. They're they're used to this stuff, man. They got opt outs. They got transfers. All that. Pac-12 going to be trying hard as hell to win these bowl games. Interesting. That's all it comes down to, right? It just comes a lot of times, and it's like who cares more, right? And most most SEC teams don't. Like Alabama, are they, are they going to care against Kansas State? Is Bryce Young even going to play? But they don't have to care. They'll still right. bowl them. And they might. They might. It's very possible. But, you know, it's just that's what you have to sort of look out for. It's like who cares, who doesn't. Um, Memphis is a 10.5-point favorite over Utah State, which I personally believe is too many points. I mean, Memphis beating anybody by two touchdowns in a bowl game? Hmm. Yeah, that so. sounds dangerous. I don't think so. Why you want to live on the edge here at the end? I guess give the season a little spice. <sighs> yeah. I mean – An otherwise boring, mediocre season. Give it a little spice. Yeah. Bet on Memphis to outscore somebody by double digits, not, <laughs> not give away the lead. I mean, right, right. I'm not getting involved in that. That I smell what, – that's I, what you do. You sniff it out. That's too many. I smell uh, – There's like some that. weird number – there's some weird lines in the NFL what, this what, week too. Is, is the thinking that Utah State just doesn't care at all? No, I think Utah State's going to care. Yeah. They're really bad. They are bad. They're, they, I mean, they're bad. Really bad. Blake Anderson, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. R- really bad. Back at a place we know are they, well. Are they at one SMU. of those five win teams? 
They had a neck-and-neck loss to UNLV at home. Then UNLV just fired their coach. Mm-hmm. They're terrible. They are terrible. But, you know, and it's, Memphis is not good. So it's just not. But, but won't there be some some comfort a comfort level with playing at SMU? Yeah, I, I guess, man. Yes. You think that's going to make them feel? I'm just looking for the edge like you do. I'm trying to get sharp like you. <laughs> I kind of like the ten. A comfort level going back to where you just were into November. You were just like down. There. I know it sounds like a lot, John. Given what, because we're so inside on how crappy Memphis has been this year. But you got to think <laughs> oh. some of those L's were were. Comp- I, I know it's not popular to say they were competitive losses, but are they playing for Sylvie? There you go. Yeah. So here's the, so here's the thing. Are they all in? So Utah State in? lost forty two to twenty three to Boise State. You look at that, you say, man, that is a that is they got their ass kicked by Boise State. The game was twenty three to twenty eight with one minute and fifty seconds left. Yeah, well, that's and outrageous. U- and Utah State was driving on the five yard line to score. Boise's not good this year. If you saw their conference they championship, it over pick six. So what happened was Utah State, as a seventeen point dog, threw a pick <sighs> on the five yard line. Next play, ninety yard running Whoa. touchdown. Okay. Whoa! All right, that got it to you know that got it to uh, thirty five. Right, thirty five twenty three. Next drive, quarterback comes out, throws a pick six. This all happened in one minute and 50 seconds. So a 17-point underdog went from having a chance to win the game outright in one minute and 50 seconds, again, on the (laughs) six-yard line, going for a chance to score, to not covering the game. That's a. That's about as bad as it gets in terms of you know your your beats. Let me real quick. Let me ask you something about Memphis football. How much does it matter that a guy like Calvin Austin right now does not seem invested? Do, do you think that matters to current players in terms of their belief level in Ryan Silverfield? When you have a Calvin Austin who was just here, right, mm-hmm. uh, feeling the kind of way he did, obviously, you saw uh, on social media him liking a tweet uh, that yeah. suggested he wasn't you know, satisfied with the current leadership, put it that way. What does, what does that do? Does that, does that hurt you? I think it does not help. I mean, you need advocates. Like, Ryan Silverfield needs advocates. Like, guys who are, you know, and it seems like the best that people are willing to do right now is, well, it ain't that bad. Yeah, I don't mean so much does it hurt you with media or with fans, but with the players that are there right now. Yeah. When you're trying to hold on to them with that portal opening yeah. yesterday. Yes. You know, it has to, right? It has to. Especially somebody that means as much to the program yeah. as Calvin Austin. You're not going to, just because they, you know, forgot about him on the Jumbotron or whatever, had the wrong name on him. You, that, it's a guy you cherish. You cherish how he feels about the program. You want him to be an ambassador mm-hmm. for you. So you just, again, how does that affect current guys who were just with him, by mm-hmm. the way? You know, a lot of whom were just with him. What these SEC schools pride themselves on at halftime of their games is they show on the Jumbotron, so-and-so. I know. Cowboys, so-and-so, Raiders, and we have all those running backs. Like, you got to, like, make those, like, the face of your program. Well, they, they got his name wrong. I know that's not Silverfield's fault. I, I do wonder would he feel differently if that doesn't go down the way it did mm. when he was out there that day. But, no, I mean, look, everybody's not, you know, all these players are not all yeah. there with, you know, in, ter- in terms of pulling for Ryan Silver, at least one who just got done playing for him. Yeah. Uh, anyway, it, wow. It's uh, it's should be a should be a fun bowl season, no doubt for uh, for for some teams. Others not so much. We'll come back with the rundown. Got some news on the Titans that we'll get to. Uh, John Robinson is out as the general manager. Get into all that and more on the other side. Stick around. Jason and John, ninety nine FM, ESPN. So it's Brad Carson producing here with Jason and John for the Betley app. B E T L Y. It's a new sports book app. 
It's legal in Arkansas and Tennessee, right here in the state of Tennessee now. You've probably seen some of their billboards popping up. It's the Betley app. If you haven't downloaded this one, put it on uh, your bookmarks there on your on your phone. The Betley app, B-E-T-L-Y, the Betley Sportsbook. I'm very excited with our new partnership with Betley. I've been exclusively using this over the past week. I love the tech, love the fast payouts. They've got all that stuff. But if you're fishing in Horseshoe, it's good in Tennessee, and then you can jump across the river to Arkansas and use it in both states, legal in Tennessee and in Arkansas. And one of the things I really like are these promotions they're offering. The boosts have been great. 40% off World Cup. They've got the three-team parlays. If you're into the World Cup, that's still up there. Uh, They had the 35% Monday Night Football profit boost last night. $250 risk-free first wager uh, if you're just jumping on the app. Plus, I was just looking at uh, the Tigers game tonight. Arkansas Little Rock in Memphis, and the line for that one, 27.5 listed on Betley. You can jump on that one and uh, put your parlays together for Arkansas Little Rock and Memphis. Those app uh, features are all on there, the boosts, the NFL parlays, the Grizzlies, the NBA, and more. Bet on the Betley app like I do. You must be 21 or older and located in Arkansas or Tennessee to play with the Betley app. Play responsibly. And if you'd like help quitting, call 800-522-4700. The Betley Sportsbook. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.